You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. So, John, I got out fishing this weekend. You went fishing? Nice. For what? <laughs> uh, turned out to be nothing. <laughs> but... <laughs> then, then you actually didn't go fishing. Well, you went fishing, you just didn't catch any fish. All right. I went and attempted fishing, yes. I, uh, I didn't even get you know, nothing. But it was my brother's new boat. He just got a new boat. So, that was, well, uh... so, you, so you went sailing. <laughs> you went boating. No, no, no. It's, it's a motorboat. <laughs> All right. My parents have a sailboat, but well, this is a motorboat. Well, what were you trying to catch? Um, <clears throat> Don't say fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, salmon at the beginning, and then uh, at that point, we decided to go do some uh, drift fishing and anything at that point. <laughs> we're pretty All rusty, right. though. We're rather, it's so, been a so long time when since we've been out. So is this going to be a regular thing now, now that you have access to your brother's boat? I'm hoping so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he's going to be going out lots. So he, he's, he always wants company. And if he ever gets he should, uh, a you – make, You make sure you give him the safety speech. He should never go out alone. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I think it would be really hard to even launch the boat alone. So that's just as well. <laughs> nice. How about you? Um, me, I've been just totally out of pocket all week. I was training up in Cleveland. I actually went to, to the Rock and Roll 
um, Hall of Fame. And I'm really mad that I did because I was boycotting it because, of course, they haven't in- inducted Rush, one of my favorite bands. But I was going to go and stick a Rush sticker uh, on one of them, and then I forgot my Rush sticker back in Jersey. So I was, like, really mad. <laughs> but I went anyway. <laughs> it, it was not worth the trip. I was not well, – it just wasn't what I expected. There were some neat things, um, but it was just – they say it takes a couple days to get through. We always did through the whole thing in two hours, and I was happy that I was out. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I've never never been to it, so – but it was worth it. Um, you should probably do it once. You know, just you know, get it out of your system, and then you're good. Cool. Well, someday, just have to get away first. But uh, uh, so one of the things in the news right now is uh, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought I was pretty excited actually when I first saw it. Not that I expected a lot from it, but um, Search Engine Land posted a uh, quote unquote a glimpse into cert- a, the search quality. Quit doing that, John. <laughs> what am I doing? He's, he's putting the mouse over my text. I'm trying to link to it so I can open it up and see what you're talking about. <laughs> For everyone Fine. who knows, we are using we use Google Docs. <laughs> um, anyways, get away. <laughs> a glimpse into a search quality meeting at Google. And it's uh, Google, what they did is actually recorded one of their search quality meetings. And uh, what that is, is all the, the department heads for search quality get together and discuss uh, all the various efforts that are going on in the, in the company to improve search results. And it was, it was pretty cool. It was quite revealing um, in just in the terms of the dynamics, not in terms of any content because, no, you know, you know, Google, they're not going to show a lot. Uh, yeah. But it, it was intriguing. You know, I, I thought what it was... Well, What'd you take out of it? Was there anything worth the time to go sit and watch it? What'd you take out? No, it was more of a character study, if anything. I mean, it was just interesting to see Matt cuts in his fishbowl. Um, <laughs> his little search bubble. Yeah. And, and man, I, uh, I, I have nothing but respect for these people, but, oh, damn, were there some nerds in there. <laughs> I mean, nice. That'd be worth I didn't watching. have a clue. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. Sometimes I was like, what? Uh, I mean, it takes a lot to, you know, because we've been in this industry for quite a while. And yeah, I guess if I listened to it a couple of times, I'd understand it. But there's points where I was like, wow, you'd really have to have your thinking cap on nice and straight so what you're saying when you walk into that meeting. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is it's not really SEO 101 stuff. <laughs> In, well, no, but you know, for <laughs> listeners of SEO 101, I think they'd find it interesting because um, you, you get to watch how they talk about issues on Google, and you'd also, I mean, they, the whole concept of this particular part, the only portion, they only recorded a portion of it, was how to correct misspellings and long queries. So that gives you an idea just how dry it was. Um, Okay. But was, what was really funny was just how exciting, you know, how interested they all were. So, I mean, these people take their jobs very seriously. That's good. Very good. Yeah. I'd rather have good. them taking it seriously than, than not worrying about it. Saying, oh, I'll just do whatever you want. Yeah. And as I think it was Danny, I'm not sure who wrote the article on it, but um, was saying that it looked like they weren't faking because they knew they were on video. You know, they looked like they were really, truly um, – interacting and there there was some yeah anyway i think enough about that but it was it was interesting i highly suggest checking it out it's i think it's the first uh story right now on uh, search engine line 
Have you ever seen any? Like, did did Alta? I never even saw any of these. But did any of the other search engines ever show any examples of their meetings? Not that I know of. I don't think I've ever seen any. Yeah. Um, Hmm. And I mean, you have to you have to think that they've been pretty progressive with video for a while. Google has, you know, the the whole video series for Webmaster. Webmaster Tools video series that, that Matt did a lot of and others, other people doing it, where they talk about very specific issues. It's only a you know a few minute long video at the most. Um, those were pretty pretty interesting to me for a long time, especially when they first started coming out a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, they've been very progressive with video and showing us and you know communicating to us that way. Yeah, they've got some links in the video to. Uh, well, first of all, one thing that was good is they annotated the the uh, video. Uh, so at, at points where you're like, what did they just say? They actually tell you <laughs> and explain it <laughs> like acronyms. They do, they disassemble them. It's good. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's well done. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, highly recommended to check it out. Uh, another thing is uh, the Pew report came out. Um, it's, you know, they often put out some this or that in terms of survey data. And in this case, 65% viewed personalized search as bad and 73% see it as a privacy invasion. I was kind of fascinated by that. What, is that surprising to you? It is actually. And I think most likely that these things, these reports can be skewed on how you ask the question. And I'd love to mm-hmm. see what questions they asked to get these answers and get these percentages. You know, if they ask the question is, if if Google showed you information that was really specific to you, would you like that? That's going to be a different set of percentages. You know, how you ask these questions make a big difference. Uh, and I'd really like to see the questions they ask because I got a feeling they were slanted towards the negative. Just my it, gut feeling. I, now, I don't know whether this was actually um, – okay, the, the response – to how they felt about personalized search was it was a bad thing. In this case, for the 65%, it said it was a bad thing because it may limit the information you get online and what search results you see. And 29% said it was a quote-unquote good thing because it gave you results that are more relevant to you. So, hmm. But still, how did they ask the question? Yeah. Um, was, it, was it like it was just a multiple choice? They get to pick A or no. B? I think this is the this is the search this is the question. If a search engine kept track of what you search for and then used that information to personalize your future search results, how would you feel about that? Yeah, I'd say I didn't like it either. Just because of the fact that they phrased it with if a search engine kept track of you, that right there is a negative phrasing because they know people don't want to be tracked. Well, tracked of what but you search for, but I mean it's it's you know, soften it any you way you want. That's true. True, it is, but you could phrase the question in another way and get totally different percentages. That's why yeah. I don't like these reports. I don't. I don't like statistics. I don't like polling for politics because of the same thing. Yeah, no, no doubt they do get ridiculous. Um, and the demographics were interesting too. Uh, Fifty plus were into the bad thing. No, no, no surprise there. And between eighteen and twenty nine, uh, it was fifty six percent. Huh. So it definitely lowered as he went down. Uh, huh. yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's a good study. It's another one on search engine land, which tends to be my last minute uh, tester for for info. <laughs> We're throwing something <laughs> together. That and our, our our questions on the on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash SEO one oh one podcast. And uh, uh we got a, we got one good question from there as well today. 
I think we also have something going on in the chat room, which I'm going to get my button gear and get into. Are, are you in there yet, John? I never can get it to work. I wish I could. Oh. I gave up trying. Excuse me. Well, I'm going to jump in there now. And But in the meantime, do you want to uh, check out this question? Sure. So, and actually, uh, this is from uh, Lewis. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce Lewis's last name. He's written us a couple, two or three questions in the past week or so. So this is this one is good because it's kind of near and dear to my heart. I like this question. Um, Lou starts out by saying, um, they're looking for a good service to sync a client's NAP. Now, NAP, just for everybody's information, is the name, address, and phone number. It's an acronym that's tied to local search. When you're dealing with local search, one of the things you have to do, too, is really make sure your NAP is consistent across everywhere it appears on the net as as consistent as possible because the more consistent it is the more citations you have and the better you're going to do in local search so Lewis question he's looking for a good service to sync his nap um, across many directories Um, he knows it's best to do it manually but he doesn't have the time to do it so he's looking for a service to help him Um, they followed Bruce Clay's advice last year they tried localese Um, they they were not happy with localese I'm not going to go into all the detail that he says he just Suffice it to say he was very unhappy with localese. Um, um, now they're trying UBL, which is a service I've actually used in the past. Um, but he wasn't happy there either because it didn't look professional. It had some errors and typos and stuff. Um, they're trying another one called Yex coming up soon. So all these different services he's trying, he's, he hasn't found one that he likes just to, to, to put it all together. Um, after his after Bruce's paid inclusion controversy with localese, um, he's not sure if he can follow that advice. Um, he knows that I'm involved with Get Listed University and he's asking us, what's the best advice? Long way to get to his question. It's really only a sentence long. <laughs> what's the, the best advice rather than trying to um, – you know, go with an entity we trust your experience. I'd like to get our opinion on the, these types of listing services. Um, so he's looking for opinions on listing services that help you with local search, mainly citation building, it sounds like, um, and making sure the NAP is consistent across the Internet. Um, and there's a couple ways to go about this. Um, I, I Like I said, I've used UBL in the past. Um, they, they They have a lot of issues with their website and stuff, but their service is pretty good. I haven't had too much of a problem with it. Um, but what they do is to help with your NAP is they basically submit your your NAP information, the name, address, and phone number, and a bunch of other information about your local business. They submit it to the, the, the three major database systems. There's the Axiom database, the InfoUSA database, and believe it or not, Localese has a database that they submit to as well. So Localese has their own database. But those three databases are the primary databases that pretty much every single local search property out there uses to get its information. Google uses it um, as, as a supplement to its crawling. Um, Yelp uses it. Foursquare uses them. Everybody that has any kind of location-based services subscribes to these databases. Um, and what happens, these services will put your NAP, put your information into these databases, and it sits there, and that's the authority NAP. So when Foursquare or Yelp or City Search updates, they go to that database, they pull your information, they're pulling the right information. What I think people don't understand about these databases is not a push system. It's a pull system. So larger companies like Google might pull this information every few days. Uh, Medium-tier companies like Foursquare and Yelp might pull it once a month or once every couple of weeks. Smaller sites might pull it once a quarter or once a year. 
So it's not like you're going to push this data out to every citation out there. It's going to get pulled as the different sites decide you know they want to pay for it again, basically. Um, so if you're expecting to push it out in these services and get it in the database and all of a sudden all of your NAP information is consistent across the board, it just doesn't work that way. Um, it takes time for these, these sites to update their information. Um, have you had experience with these, Ross? Uh, very little. Um, uh, very little, sorry. Most of my uh, uh, clients being in Canada, um, not most of them, but I mean a fair chunk of them that want to do this sort of work, um, those systems don't help us much. They have some Canadian submissions, but nothing extravagant. So I haven't been right, using them. Right. And I guess the other thing to think about is if you have a claimed listing, let's say you're going to claim you know, Google or Yelp or one of those second or third tier sites, you claim it. Your claimed data overrides the databases. So if you've claimed your listing and you've updated it manually, when they go out and get the new information, they don't get yours anymore because they you've claimed it. They expect you to keep it updated. So for a lot of these second and third tier companies, um, local listings, I honestly, unless you have problems with you know misinformation, I wouldn't claim it unless you have to. Um, because that way you can't update the data remotely through these databases. You have to go in and like you, you know, like Lewis was saying, it becomes very manual. So if you've claimed 20 or 30 listings out there, now anytime you want to update data, you have to do all 20 or 30 of those manually. So you want to claim the big ones. You want to claim your Google and Yahoo and Bing and, and that stuff. But those second, third tier ones, you might want to think twice about claiming because then you break the system of submitting it to the databases and allowing them to update. If there's a problem, if there's wrong information, you want to get it fixed fast, then you go in and claim it and you fix it. Um, just just my thoughts on these services, Lewis, I hope that helps you out. Um, as far as the different ones you listed, I've seen similar similar if, if you go to your face if you go to our Facebook and, and read Lewis's rant, I can say I've seen similar things come out of localese as well. I've heard the same stories before. Um, UBL I haven't had a problem with. I've used them in the past and use them successfully. Um, never used Bruce's services and probably after the, the problem he had a few weeks ago, which by the way just kind of disappeared, which disappointed me that nobody really just pressured him for some more information about that, but the whole thing disappeared. Um, so I hope that it helps. I hope that, you know, gets you the information you need, Lewis. Yeah, thanks, Lewis, for the question. We always appreciate them. And, uh, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some questions in the forum we're going to get to. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It's time for the 2012 SES Conference and Expo to make its way back to the Big Apple, New York City. SES New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 19th through the 23rd. SES New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, nearly 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SES New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Google's digital marketing evangelist, Avinash Kaushik. Don't delay. Come to SES New York 2012, March 19th through the 23rd, inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com. That's searchenginestrategies.com. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. 
Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Start your search engine and send your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we got a, a great question here from, uh, actually, it's, it's a mixed question. We got one from Lewis again, but it's also been echoed in our chat area by Mike DeWolf. Now, um, the question revolves around URL shorteners. Uh, I'll just read it directly out from Lewis's original question. He says, redirects and shorten URLs such as bit.ly, um, and he provides an example of a URL from bit.ly, are URLs that redirect to another URL. Do these links carry any value for link building? Thank you. By the way, I like your podcast and think it's one of the best. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know why I just added that on. Thank you. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> are, you, are you making this up, Ross? <laughs> I, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't. Not at all. No, just go to our, our, our Facebook page. Yeah. And while, while you're there, leave a question, please. Um, <laughs> so Bitly, now, I haven't even bothered to keep up on this because as far as I know, everything has gotten to the point where it passes um, link juice. Well, but one, the only matter, one that matters to me anyway is Bitly and uh, Google.gl, so Google. Um, but yes, they do pass um, link juice. They are uh, effective in terms of of uh, giving you some some link building benefit. Uh, you do lose a t- lose a tiny bit whenever anything's redirected, but uh, so it's not as good as a direct link. But it is certainly helpful. I mean, do you, do you, and, and also another thing about Bitly too is I love the statistics that come with it. You can go to any uh, any Bitly URL, and I believe you, what is it, John? You just add a hash, um, a hash or a, a pound symbol at the end to see all the detail. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't done that very often. The, the the one thing that bothers me about the URL shorteners is you lose anchor text relevancy in most cases. When most most of the time people use these URL shorteners, they don't make it a link from an anchor text phrase. They just put the URL shortener in, like their Twitter or their Facebook, and just go with the, the link URL. But most of the time, these shorteners you lose anchor text text relevancy, which to me has a is a you know is an impact on their their SEO value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually try, and it's not, that's another thing that's nice about Bitly is you can go in and, and if you have an account, it's free. Um, you can go back, or you, you can create your URL within their system, the shortened URL, and then you can customize it. Um, 
providing there's an opportunity to do it. In some cases, all the options are used, but uh, with a little creativity, you can find one and you can put the keywords in it. Now, whether or not that's going to make that much of a difference, I don't know. But but you're still you're still missing anchor text. Now your your link is still a URL, and a URL is the the the, the keywords in a URL are going to be treated different than the keywords in an anchor text. So oh, I know. even but though I mean, your anchor text case, is you your, can do that makes it easier for branding. But you also can always put a, it's a link. You can use it in anchor text if you want. Right, definitely, but most people don't. That's that's just what I'm saying. You know, if you're going to use these, if you can, still use them as URLs with you know an anchor text attached to them. But the reason people usually use them is because they're in Twitter or somewhere where they need just only a handful of characters to to send a link, or they want to track URLs within a given page, which I do occasionally too. Yeah, that's true. I, that's um, always ha- helpful. And then there's the other thing when you're talking about URL shorteners is uh, t.co. If you're seeing that show up in your analytics and stuff, that is the the referrer from um, Twitter's internal URL shortener. So if you're seeing links come through and you see traffic. The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Coming from T.co and your analytics, you're like, what the heck is that? That's actually Twitter. I'm sending you shortened URL traffic. Yeah, good point. I know. I, I think most of us see that now if we do anything on Twitter. And, and uh, yeah, I think did, for a while there, didn't they have a notice on Google telling you that because it was a new addition of a referrer? I can't recall. But uh, uh, I don't know if they did or not. I, mean, I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I did read an article. That's a great speaking, speaking, of analytics, speaking of analytics, I know you probably got a question from the forums. But uh, – Apparently, the um, the what, what's the what's the phrase you get when they do the personalized? You don't get the keyword. What is that again? Um, shoot, when they change the analytics to to not show the refer based on personal logged in and, and this and the uh, personalization, the secure pages. What was what was the phrase they used to give? No, the personalization stuff, the secure stuff from Google. When you click through Google and it didn't show you refer data because they, they said it was a privacy issue. What do they show you in analytics? What's that phrase? It's like on the tip of my tongue. It's driving me nuts. Um, uh, not sorry. identify. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not. I can't think of it right now either. It's because you need it. I well, whatever remember. that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that phrase is has now become the number, the number one keyword for many, many sites. Oh, geez. It's, it's, it's interesting that it's, it's really had a much bigger impact than I think Google was predicting. So I don't know if they're going to do anything about it or not. Well, the, the, the sad thing is, is uh, Google said that, you know, by, by blocking uh, these, these queries, uh, they're going to essentially, it's, it's only going to touch about, did they say 6% maybe 
of of your search. Well, the thing is, Google's actively trying to get everyone to uh, sign in, so it's going to increase exponentially, possibly over the next while. Well, yeah, and they, they they said you know single digits, but it's already most people are seeing well into the double digits as far as how many yeah. people are actually seeing that information come across the percentage of their traffic. Yeah, and it depends which system you're using. Um, I mean, sorry, what what your business is, of course. I mean, if if you're in a tech industry, you're more than likely to get many, like quite high double digits. Uh, Otherwise, it might be lower, depending on what you're doing. The average consumer site would probably be lower. Agreed. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. Was there something else on the the forum? Yeah, yeah. So uh, another question for Mike here says, what if I have two domains pointed to the same website? One is the domain itself. The other one is a 301 redirect to resolve the former intended address. If I share links to multiple domains that resolve to the same domain, is it SEO suicide? If I share links to multiple domains... Uh, maybe it's the wording. So, For some reason, I'm having Monday grasp here. So, so, <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing is he has, he has two domains... One was his original domain. He has a new domain, and the original domain is is redirected to the new domain. Does that sound right? And he's well, that's what I would have thought. Splitting. Yeah, yeah, Mike, what are we doing here? I know he's listening. <laughs> 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 the uh, the other is a three one redirect to resolve the former intended address. I think right, he's so just being fancy like with the words and messing with us, making us feel stupid. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has an old URL, it's 301 directed to his new URL. And yeah. so to me, that, that handles some of the old links. If you're still building links to the old URL, you're wasting your time because you'd be much, much better off building them to the new URL um, instead of redirecting those links because the redirected links doesn't have as much punch as a direct link. Um, yeah. As far I as the old means, that's URL exactly goes. It. Yeah. And so the old links that you had to that old URL, I, I definitely recommend looking through analytics, looking to refers. If you, if you see some that are sending a lot of traffic, you see some that have some good strength on them, um, try to contact them and get them to change those links to the domain if you really can, if they're important links. Um, because over time, because it's 301 redirected, those links will lose value faster. So they're not going to stay around forever. So if you can get those links changed to your new URL, you're going to be much better long term. But don't change yeah. them all. Just find the important ones. Yeah, agreed. And and yeah, yeah so to, to be absolutely like fundamentally clear here at the end here, the, the, the question was, uh, if I let's have uh, – Keyword1.com, keyword2.com, keyword3.com, and I'm, I'm link, using those to link to uh, my main site.com, and I start advertising keyword1, keyword2, or there's still places that are linking to that, I mean, am I losing any benefit? So he's actually sharing those older domains that are just redirects. Yeah, it's, it's not as advantageous as having sharing your real domain that doesn't have any redirect because you are losing a little bit of the juice. Um, and you've also got the, the, the issues that, that John just outlined. So um, hope that answers your question, Mike. Now, uh, before we get into the next bit, I think we should take a quick break. But uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, a little issue I've had recently in uh, Google Webmaster Tools I'd like to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And before we get into this next bit, I just wanted to remind everyone that uh, I'm slowly but surely working through with my awesome team, uh, socialmediatips.com. That's socialmediatips.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about it, just uh, go to our homepage and you can add your email and we'll let you know as soon as the site launches. I think you're going to find it very useful. Uh, obviously, we love teaching. I love teaching, I mean, and doing SEO 101, and this is my next sort of foray into helping other people with social media, and, and uh, I'm going to be learning a lot, and hopefully you will as well, so check it out. But uh, now, John, what I wanted to share is is interesting. It's something that happened uh, a little while ago, but I'm, I'm still working through it with uh, with a client. Um, and obviously, I can't mention any names. It's just someone, a, a very awesome, valued client that we're working with, but it's, it's really intriguing because it what it is is, uh, in this case, this client came to us, and they'd worked with a, a previous SEO firm and who hadn't been very good at advising them what links they should get and what links they shouldn't. So they ended up getting links that were um, bought and also not of the highest quality. I mean, they were good links in terms of the site and the relevance, but so, so many of them turned out to be site-wide that it was becoming a little bit scary in, term of the, in terms of the ratio of 
good links to bad uh, run of site links. So we, we decided, right. okay, we're going to have to remove some of these, right? We're going to have to. Uh, once I got on scene, I'm like, all right, guys, you know, this is just waiting to bite you in the butt. Let's start to remove these. Now, this client's in a very competitive market. There's no way in heck we're going to just remove all of them as much as the white hat side of me wants to just go, let's just start fresh. <laughs> you can't do that with a business, right? <laughs> so, right. you know, we're going to have to do this slowly but surely, but, you know, turn the tides and go the, the cleanest route possible. Well, it's interesting because this is the first time this has happened. Uh, mind you, I'm fortunate not to get too many clients that are coming to me with this issue. But um, what we decided to do is we removed one of the links. Uh, it was a site, we're on a site link. And my speculation, although um, I did talk to someone else about this and they, not, they aren't so sure, but is that it, it kind of triggered Google's uh, algorithm or, or Google's sensors, whatever you want to call it. And they sent a, a notice to the client saying, you know, look, we've uh, – We've noticed some unnatural link building or some unnatural link scheming. And I don't know. I was wondering, John, have you noticed like they haven't built any more links that are bad, but making a change like that, have you noticed anything like that trigger an issue because it's a big change, good or bad? I've seen it fix issues like that before. Like removing a site link will bring somebody back when they were they got dropped out for for an unnatural link building. Um, I've never seen trying to fix things like that trigger an issue. Uh, did they see a yeah, well, drop in rankings or traffic? Talk yeah, they had they been just seeing it. Message. No, they, they had it and they hadn't caught it. It was a few days later they noticed that it was in Webmaster Tools. But it's a, you know, their quote-unquote Google Webmaster Tools noticed a notice of detected unnatural links too and then their website. Um, and they say here, uh, we detected that some of your site's pages may be using techniques that are outside Google's Webmaster Guidelines. Specifically, look for possible, possibly artificial or unnatural links pointed to your site that could be intended to manipulate PageRank. Example, examples of unnatural linking could include buying links to pass PageRank or participating in link schemes. We encourage you to make changes to your site so that it meets our quality guidelines. Once you've made these changes, please submit your site for reconsideration in Google search results. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I know. And and what I, we've been doing a bunch of research, and I've been call, calling a few people. I tried to get a hold of you, but I, you were you weren't available on Friday. But um, it's interesting because it seems as though Google has been very active sending out letters of any kind of. Um, import to people in Google Webmaster Tools if they notice anything. Apparently, they've done more than in the last two years, or, or more than the last two years worth of emails in just the last six months, um, like triple what they used yeah. to. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so but part of the... Actually, and, 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 to that point, there's actually a, a Webmaster Tools um, discussion in Webmaster Central about a guy who got notification that his main URL had a big drop in traffic and that his secondary URL, which is without the WW, saw a increase. So there's like they're telling them when their traffic is changing, which I thought was very interesting. Wow. Yeah, that is interesting. I haven't seen anything like that. Um, yeah. In, in any case, uh, David Harry, one of our uh, favorite listeners, and uh, we've had him on the, the show a couple times. I called, I contacted him because you know obviously he knows this stuff and is, and in fact he does some work in this regard. And his thought was, uh, well, you know, with very little background info here. I mean, I was just giving him a few pits and pieces, but he was saying that uh, um, he doubted that was it. It probably was co- um, a um, coincidence that maybe they they'd found it. I don't know. I, I find it 
I don't like coincidences that quick. You know that it was just well, well, on the market. Well, my you know? thought was my thought was immediately went to not that it was a coincidence, but you made a change since it was a runner site link that it was a big enough percentage in the overall link profile that triggered yeah. a revisit by the algorithm, which saw the rest of the stuff that you hadn't fixed yet, and said, "Okay, there's this site has a problem." Precisely. You said you were just, exactly you were taking it down piece by piece, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now it's 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 very interesting because now um, as anyone any listener here would have an issue with this you know if you think of yourself as being the owner here what do you do right you're 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 doing very well in the search now all of a sudden you steal a little bit of a kick because you're trying to clean things up you know that and I'm without with 100% certainty that all your competitors who are doing well are doing the same tactics but you're trying to clean things up and you're getting penalized <laughs> Well, so what do you see, do? Do you it, it? It doesn't matter now. If you've already yeah. been flagged, you've got to fix it. You got to fix it now, and no more stepping into it gently. You got to take it all down, and you know you don't have a choice now. If you want to get, if they've been, if they've been de-indexed or penalized, they're not going to get the traffic until it's fixed. They're not. They're going to have to do the re-inclusion after they fix everything and, and get back in there, and they may have to wait a few months to even after the re-inclusion just to. You know, because they got busted, they have to pay some penance, and, and then Google won't put them back up immediately. Yeah, well, and, and the other th- the other thought is again trying to be sensitive to the client here as much as possible without being silly. Um, you know, in terms of of you know, we want this fixed, but do you? Uh, I quote someone I uh, I talked to about this. Do you quote uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater? You know, are we going to throw all the links out that are even possibly? Um, even though unlikely to be noticed by Google, that may be paid for? So the, my experience is if you do a re-inclusion request and you haven't fixed the problem, it takes you that much longer to get re-indexed. So I, I guess exactly. the question I'd ask to, to you is, is, have they been penalized? Are they out of the index? Are they getting any traffic right now? Yes, they are. They've they only are. been dropped in maybe a few points, not much. Which okay, is the that's, other thing that's, that's good, suspicious. It's like I wonder if it's if it's coming or you know you know the mind starts playing tricks at this point. Yeah, this is this is one of those things where you can either wait and see what happens and then deal with it when it happens, or you can try to be proactive and save uh, the, what you have now by you know because you you got to look at it this way they dropped in ranking so most likely whatever links they identified as being bad they've already discounted. So you're not going to lose any more rankings by removing those links. Your problem is if you remove some that they didn't happen to to flag as bad. So <laughs> you, it, you know what I'm saying? So if you think yeah. okay, this is bad, this is bad, and this is bad, you, A, B, and C links are bad and you remove A, B, and C, but Google only thought A and C were bad and you didn't need to remove <laughs> B, then you could be hurting yourself some more. So it's it's really – that's why they're coming to you, Ross, to figure out, okay, which are the right links to, to get rid of. And that's, <laughs> it reminds and me of, you know, coming home, you know, when you're a kid and your mom going, I know what you did. <laughs> yes. Are Bring you going to tell stick. me? <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, no. And it's like, are you going to tell me? And then you don't know which one to say. <laughs> you're exactly. like, um, which I've one does she know about? Plenty. I've used that on my kids plenty of times. <laughs> um, and anyways, it, I, I wanted to share because, and, and, uh, just because I think 
uh, you know, clients deserve a second chance. They deserve to fix this stuff, and and that's where I, I I'm I'm never going to turn someone down unless they, they're trying to whitewash. I mean, I don't want to do it if it's if they're not honest about trying to make themselves a strong uh, ethical player. But um, you know, when they they have been wronged and they want to change things. I want to help them, and I want to make sure I can do with the least impact, negative impact possible on their bottom line. And when stuff like this happens, even in SEO with as much experience as myself, I, I find myself in a quandary because there's, we can't read, read the mind of Google on this stuff. There's, it's just there's too many variables we don't know. Um, yep. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll keep everyone abreast of how we handle this because I think, um, and again, uh, I don't see how my client would mind because I'm not going to mention anything whatsoever uh, that can connect them. But I just think it's 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 uh, people can learn from this, and I want to make sure I keep them keep them abreast of it. So, yep. um, if you think of anything or hear of anything, let me know. We can make it kind of a running case study. There you go. So I want to I want to let you know. Um, Kind of changing the subject real quick because I just read an, a, a news flash. It just literally just came out on Facebook on my feed just a couple minutes ago. You introduced me to a site probably a year ago, Posterous. Remember, you know, Posterous. You still use Posterous? No, I don't. Well, no. Twitter just bought them. Oh, Twitter really? bought them today. Yeah. And it's, apparently they bought them because of the personnel, not because. The, the features of the service. They wanted the, the talent. So if you're still using Postress, it'll be interesting to see what Twitter does with it. Because even in their acquisition FAQ, people the first thing is, what will happen to my space? Will, will they ever shut down? They don't say no. They say, we'll let you know with plenty of notice if we decide to do that. So if you're using Postress, plus they have a bunch of things about how can you export your stuff to WordPress or Tumblr. It's, it doesn't sound like Postress is going to be around forever at this point. Just huh. they don't say it's going away. Interesting. I'd love to see what's on Twitter's mind map for the next while. The, they've got so many different yeah. ways they could go. It's such a a very basic platform uh, at this point. I know you've heard all the rumors about you know they're going to do business pages. They're going to you know supposedly they're launching really soon self serve advertising, kind of like the Facebook model and the AdWords model, where businesses can go in and do it themselves at a much cheaper price. There's a lot of things you hear, but not a lot happening. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, really, they they have so much content, and they're not they've taken way too long to do anything with it. It's astonishing. Um, I don't know. One thing I wanted to mention before we end the show, it's, it's off topic, but it's um, a close passion of mine. I love photography. And uh, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Adobe, they do do good products. Usually they're way too expensive. But in this case, the latest edition of uh, Lightroom, uh, photo, Adobe Lightroom 4.0, is only, they've, they've, they've cut the price in half. I don't think I've ever seen Adobe do that. <laughs> Anyways, it's well, no longer 300 yeah, it's 149 bucks, and I tell you, I I've used other f- programs before. This is off the chart cool. Um, you know, if you make any better? edits to a video to an uh, uh, to a photo, it actually doesn't make changes to the photo necessarily. You can make it so that it's just being added to a database, so that the original is always there and you don't get duplication. It's it's brilliant. You can do that in Photoshop. You can do that in Photoshop too. You just have to save an original version of your file before you start making changes. Yeah, well, this way you don't do any of that. I mean, you can you can do anything you want, and it makes no change to the original, and uh, it's all kept kept in a database. It's pretty cool. Interesting. 
That's just one element. I mean, there's so many cool things it does. Yep, I still use it occasionally. So you had to pick one or the other. If you had to pick one or the other, Photoshop is not fireworks. I know. You had to pick one or the other. Photoshop or like Photoshop (laughs) or Lighttable from Adobe. Which would you pick if you had to pick one of those two? Lightroom? Yes, I'd pick Lightroom. Over Photoshop? For photos, yes. Interesting. Okay. I I, I just asked because I've been using Photoshop since like version one or version two. So I'm a. I mean. I think I've been since three, and uh, I've when it came with my scanner. Can you believe it? what a good deal that was? Anyway, oh yeah, <laughs> that was the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I feel very comfortable in Photoshop. Very, and still not quite as comfortable in Lightroom. But all the advantages of Lightroom are just they blow my mind. They're they're so cool. So I've never I've anyway. Never that's my bet. So I might have I might have to try it now since you've you've given it such a big a big plug. Yeah, it takes a lot to impress me in a program. And uh, I have to say, I like it a lot. So, Well, with that said, I think we had a good show. I hope everyone got something out of it. And uh, by all means, please do go to facebook.com slash SEO101podcast and leave a, uh, a message, uh, any kind of question or anything for next week. That would be great. And uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is ross at stepforth.com. That's S-T-E-P-F-O-R-T-H.com. And uh, you can contact John through Twitter at John Carcutt. So thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. We air every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and we hope you tune in for our show next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.